Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we are here in the rainy upstate New York. It's very cold, very crappy weather right now. Are you uh, are you doing anything today or this weekend for all of the crappy weather that we're having for this Memorial Day weekend? I I know. It was like 90 degrees twice this past week and now it's 49 degrees it makes no sense and this is just upstate new york i've just i've come to the conclusion it's either one extreme or the other and Mm. i don't want to be here anymore (laughs) yeah i mean i don't i don't mind crappy rainy days because it's a perfect day to play video games when it's this cold but it is very chilly but i i have uh i have you know sweatshirt on pants on whereas like I don't know, just a few days ago, it was t-shirt and shorts and I was sweating. So it is very unpredictable. It's hard to say what you should be wearing Confusing. at any given time here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's it's definitely uh, different. So oh, tomorrow's Memorial Day and I had mm-hmm. family that was, well, they are still coming to visit, I think. But the plan was, you know, we were going to go to Troy and check. There's like a movie that's filming across yeah, the river yeah. and and it's like everything looks 1800s. I, is it a movie or a TV show? I think it's a miniseries, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's a miniseries for HBO called The Gilded Age. And it's actually the person who wrote the script is the same person who wrote Downton Abbey. Mm. I forgot her name. But well, that's um, good for you. You love yeah, that show. Yeah, I, I love Downton Abbey, so I'm excited for that, and I'll have to somehow check it out. I don't have HBO, but uh, yeah, we were going to go there and check it out, but if it's raining and gross like this tomorrow, the roads are covered in dirt right now to be like historically accurate, so I don't want to be walking around Troy and have it be like super muddy and gross, and we plan on going to the Lupine Festival, and then if it's rainy there, it's like everything we were planning to do, like a picnic, it's all outdoors, so... We may need to change some plans. <laughs> I mean, walking around in those dirt roads, it's very authentic. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be that's one true way. to the times. You'll get a better sense of what it was like back then. Well, if really want to be authentic, I'd have to go get Hugo and ride around downtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for them. My sister is going to be here right after we finish recording the podcast. And uh, we're still going to the farmer's market, rain or shine. So we'll see Good. how that goes. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, until then, though, we have a ton of awesome news to get through. So much news. Um, it was another action-packed week. I'm excited by pretty much everything that we have. Uh, I think you're kicking off. We're, we're, we're base, basically all getting on the I cannot believe it train and heading straight to Rumorville with the very first story. I don't know if it's Rumorville anymore. I feel I don't like know. it's gotten to I don't the know point what where to believe. this is that's happening. Why we're, that's why we're on the I don't know what to believe train because <laughs> I just happening? don't know anymore what is going on. So apparently we're going to get the new Switch announcement before E3. Yay. (laughs) This is according to Bloomberg. So the new Switch Pro, it hasn't been specifically given a name yet. So we're still going with that. Um, This new Switch Pro console will be priced higher than the current $299 model, which will eventually replace and phase out the current standard model. I thought that was really interesting. And before we... Before I finish, sorry, I just want to say that I know eventually we were saying that there may be three different switches. So there'd be like the light, the one that's out now, and then the Switch Pro would be like the next step up. But it sounds like it's only going to end up being a Switch Lite and then whatever the new Switch is going to be eventually. I mean, I um, think that makes sense. Let's say this, I think so too. this one makes, let's say it's $400. A $100 difference, uh, why would you even buy $50, the old... Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like Xbox 
people are going and looking specifically for an older Xbox when the new generations are out. You you kind of want the newer stuff. Yeah. The light has its own market because you know it's mobile. It's more mobile, I should say, than the Switch, where like people may want that, the smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you would keep a Switch if you have a Switch Pro. And we talked about it too, saying that if they do announce this, we will both be getting the new one. Um mm-hmm. No matter what, just because yeah, I've been I, mean, I feel like we kind anyway. of have to, to be honest. I mean, we do a Nintendo podcast, <laughs> but even still, I feel like it would almost be necessary for us to get the new one, right? Sure. Um, I mean, I so got it. Exact, I want it. Yeah, exactly. The exact price of the newer model is still unknown. It's likely going to be a higher price due to pricier components and uh, labor costs are getting higher in China. Mm. Uh, and says that assembly will begin as soon as July and the release date will be uh, September, October. I also saw another article say end of November. So definitely fall time. Uh, The official announcement will happen before E3 to allow publishers to showcase their full range of Switch games during the event. And this, that to me, is the biggest piece of evidence saying, okay, this is probably going to happen now Um, because it makes perfect sense. Hmm. From the Spanish site called Vandal, uh, the current kickstand is going to be replaced with a Microsoft Surface style flap for sturdier tabletop gaming. So instead of the little stupid tiny piece of plastic that's on the current switches that basically has broken off of every switch there is, um, it's going to apparently be the full width of the switch screen and the whole thing will pop out. And then the same thing, the um, SD port is going to be right behind it. So you can still access it that way. The dock is also going to be slightly thicker, but we'll have two USB 3.0 ports and an Ethernet port, which I think would be really helpful for a lot of um, just better connection. And it's going to allow for 4K output, which we've talked about before. And another thing that's kind of funny is apparently Amazon Mexico jumped on the bandwagon. They're like, yeah, let's just list it on Amazon for a few for like an hour. (laughs) And then they quickly removed it. So. Like there's so many pieces of the puzzle starting to come together and, and it feels like it is going to happen. Yeah, um, finally, which, finally happening. You know, E3 is in like what, three weeks? <clears throat> Couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think this soon. is very exciting. I'm I'm ready for an update to my Switch. It's I've said it many times, it's my favorite console. Mm-hmm. So something that's maybe a little bit uh better screen would be a huge perk for me because I do bring it all over the place so having something that's a little brighter that is one huge drawback i noticed with the switch is when i'm playing handheld it's not bright enough and for all yeah. applications where i'm playing it so there's a lot of times where i'm like i really want to play this i just can't see my screen um i like that i like that the ethernet ethernet port will be built in because i do have mine hardwired on my um like main tv and Mm -hmm. i bought the i bought the dongle for it and i use it wired and i think it makes a difference especially if i'm updating or downloading games it definitely seems faster Mm. um so yeah i would be excited for that and 4k i mean that's fantastic i i haven't yet upgraded to any 4k tvs but it's there so when i do make the rounds of upgrading it's it's at least capable so i'm i'm very excited for this i would say it's probably going to be around the 400 price point for a switch pro which i'm okay with yeah i'm i'm ready yeah i've been ready it's funny i've been setting aside money ever since we've been starting to talk about the switch pro stuff and i've had money enough money for a while and i was kind of guessing the same thing anywhere between like 
300 and 500 was my guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to go. My body is ready. Let's yeah. do this, Nintendo. <laughs> nice. Now, the next thing that there's rumors for, I'm also ready for. I'm very excited yes. for the potential. It needs to happen. It's needed to happen for quite a while. But there has been a newly published patent that Nintendo applied for that describes a game rating system coming to the eShop. It will generate a base rating that is a function of the gameplay data for a specific user. The average external rating for a video game based on external data categories, what they seem to be saying here is that it's going to take all kinds of factors such as user reviews, critic reviews, ownership data. And then after all of those are taken into account, a quote unquote adjustment factor is going to be created based on the individual's gamer data. So they're looking at all these reviews and all this ownership data, looking at what you play and essentially give you um, a Netflix-like recommended for you suggestion on games that you may want. And I think that's fine. I think that's great. I think that we need a lot more. The eShop needs a lot of work and having something mm-hmm. like this would really help because I <clears throat> I don't know if I want it to just be a recommended for you. I'd like to see more of a hardline rating. Not that I always take those into an account and or I, or I look at them with a great assault, but um, I still think it does help because if there's a game with one star and you start reading reviews and you have, you know, all of this other data that they're talking about, then you really know whether or not something is just junk or if it's just getting like Metacritic yeah. where it's getting the rating bombs, um, review bombed, then then you can at least have some sort of an educated guess on whether or not something's decent. But no matter what, any reviewing, any sort of recommendation system built into the eShop is going to be beneficial. It's going to help that eShop quite a bit. That thing does need some overhaul. And uh, this maybe is the first step in that. Now, we have to say we've seen it already probably several times, but just because they file a patent doesn't mean it's coming. It doesn't mean it's it's happening. It just means that they are thinking about it at least, and that's better mm-hmm. than nothing. Yeah, and I feel like if they're going to be making it recommended for you based on user reviews, critic reviews, they're going to have to include those as well. Yeah. It would be weird would for hope. them to not include those reviews and just have a recommended for you kind of situation because then it would be like, okay, th- we recommend this game to you. There's a 90 90- percent chance you might like it based on your playtime and this type of game and this specific game but the game could just be trash like <laughs> yeah so they yeah they're gonna have to include that in some way now i'm excited for this for the i'm potential. excited for this and, and i and i hope yeah. you know in addition to the eShop, i hope it's brought into the like the nintendo website as well because Same. i know for myself i would definitely go on there and make quick notes of you know i give this four stars or whatever here's what I like, here's what I didn't like, you know, similar yeah. to what we do on the podcast anyway. And I would think that that would add value. That'll help other people. I have no problem actually writing reviews so that people know what they're getting into when they buy stuff. So mm-hmm. I would like to be able to do that with a keyboard and mouse. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, we did get some release dates this past week for Arceus and Diamond and Pearl. So it looks like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be releasing on November 19th, 2021. Uh, They announced this on Twitter with box art. And they also showed box art for Arceus with the release date being January 28th, 2022. Mm. So just eight months away, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Some people are pretty nervous about this. Their most recent trailer does have some rough parts. There's like some weird glitching stuff happening, similar to what we saw in the announcement trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're spending a lot of time just building the game right now and maybe haven't focused on those little graphic things. I feel like that's it. That's just polishing stuff they have to do at the end. Um, so I can understand why people might be nervous, but a lot can happen in eight months, especially I'm sure there's tons of people working on this. So don't scrutinize it too much yet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I am excited yeah. for the premise, the idea, the 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 sort of promise that they're making that this is more of an yeah. open world execution though it's gotta be good i'm worried about execution yeah yeah, because you know i while i played all of and thought a lot of what sword and shield did was really well done um there was a lot of stuff that i thought was not well done Mm -hmm. and i don't know how many more pokemon games i could play that i feel are sort of middle of the road and keep buying them you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if, if I buy, I mean, okay, so you're looking at November 19th, you're going to have Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. You're going to have those games come out, which I think look decent. I have I played the original Diamond and I would maybe play this um, again. And that looks good, but now that's not November. So then a few short months after that, you have this whole new core game coming out. And it's like, not only are they so close together, where I don't know if I want to buy one and then buy the other because I'm not even sure I would be done with Diamond by the time, you know, this other one comes out. They they do have a bundle, I believe, that was part of one of the box art images. With Diamond and this new Arceus? No, Diamond and Pearl together. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not playing. I wouldn't buy both Diamond and Pearl. I'd buy mm-hmm. Diamond. Um, but I would say between Diamond and Pearl coming out and then Legends coming out. So you only oh. got a few months in between there is what I'm what I'm saying. So two months, yeah. Yeah. So like, do I play and beat Diamond and then jump into this other one? And then what if I don't love Diamond? You know, I just I don't know where Pokemon is going. I want this to be a huge success. I want this to really push the game further than any of the other games have done. But it does seem sort of rushed, um, and I don't think it's going to meet the hope and the expectation that i'm having for it yeah but uh i don't know we will see i think if anything i would probably hold off on diamond and pearl and buy this new one just because i've like i said i've already played diamond um i don't know if i need brilliant diamond and i would pay for this new arceus and and just keep my fingers crossed that it's everything that they're sort of teasing at and uh and that would be amazing that would be amazing for me i would really love it to be that but you know, sh- uh, shield. We're and- reluctant. Yeah, shield yeah. and sword kind of left me wanting more. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I am hopeful. I'm not saying it's going to be bad yet. I'm just, I'm hesitant and reluctant. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking about it too, where I didn't play Diamond or Pearl, and I don't think I'm really that interested in playing Diamond or Pearl. To be honest, I'm more interested in Arceus. I tend to enjoy more open world games anyway. So if Arceus is everything that everybody thinks it's going or or what everybody's hoping it's going to be, that'll be great. But I can see what could end up potentially happening is it's not. People scrutinize it as much as they did Sword and Shield. And because of that, Pokemon does not try to refine it. They just drop that direction altogether and don't do any more open world. 
I that's that's what makes me nervous is it's like, oh, if they don't make this as good as it needs to be, then they're going to be kind of punching themselves <laughs> essentially. I, I, so I don't think I don't think the the fans though I don't think the fans are going to say I don't want open world. They're going to they're going to hold them to it and say you didn't do it well enough. And I, that's kind of what they said with Short Sword and Shield. They said, "Look, you gave us the wild area, but it was kind of janky it's yeah. and that's not what we want. We've told you for years what we want and you just continue not to give it to us." So, I I'm not sure. I think maybe I'm in the minority when I say that I do want an open world. I mean, I've said this before that I want it to be like a World of Warcraft, but Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to be running around. I want to see other trainers. I want to be able to have conversations with other trainers. I we want to just want be... the battle pets of World of Warcraft. That's all we want. But it's <laughs> it it they have the they have the the sort of world built out with Pokemon Snap, like we talked about last week. You already have this world, so and you already have sort of this open world idea built into it the very first pokemon you're running around and battling other trainers that you come across well what if those were just real trainers what if you were running across other people and you could say yes i want to battle or no i don't want to battle there's obviously npcs and bosses and things like that what if you had to have you had to pair up with people and take down bosses like they did with sword and shield in the wild area except it happens more organically or you're teaming up like in world of warcraft where you say i want to run this dungeon who wants to do it with me and people jump in and you all go in there and you have sort of the water type as opposed to saying i'm a rogue i'm a hunter i'm a this i'm a that you're a water type a fire type and we still still need you know ground type and then you all go in and you battle this boss together and then you get whatever kind of loot you get from that I think that they could be pushing this and you're going to lose people, but it's been so long and they've just been hitting the sort of the same notes and taking such small steps forward that I think they need to really shake it up. It kind of feels like they really don't want to give up control. Like they really want to try to control the experience as much as possible by not letting people explore and not letting gamers kind of adventure, if you will. Um, Because even with Pokemon Snap, you know, it's on a specific rail, if you will. And then it kind of feels like maybe with um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, they're like, okay, we'll give them the wild area, but that's it. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's as far as we're going to go. And now with Arceus, I think it's like, okay, fine, we'll give it to you. Um, But we're going to make you really nervous along the way and not show you it looking good. (laughs) I just think it's tough because it's, it's like you have a, a, maybe a, a, you know, a company that's not really sure. You know, they like I said, they've done this for so long. It's probably scary to start pushing the boundary of what is Pokemon. What yeah. does that mean? You know, this is the bread and butter for for a lot of people. What does it mean to start shaking it up? And if it it's a massive failure because we did go go like a wow route with the game and everybody hated it, can we come back from it? You know, so I, I get that they're hesitant to get too far away, but. I, for me, somebody that's played it since the very beginning, and I know that's not everybody, but somebody that's played it from the very, very beginning, it kind of gets to the point where you're just, you're, you're hitting the same note. I've played this, I've listened to this song already, and I don't want to do it anymore. I need more to stay interested. I want more, or at least the option to have more of the strategy behind which Pokemon I use. I mean, I could jump in Sword and Shield 
build my team out and just run steamroll the whole game. Basically, it seemed less important which Pokemon I was using as long as I had strong in general Pokemon. It, it was just like the idea of types just doesn't didn't matter feel like it really. matters as much yeah. as it maybe used to. Um, and that could be just memory kind of messing up my my you know the way I remember playing it, but. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like it mattered. It seemed like it was too watered down. Or That's not to say I hated it. It's just I, I need a little bit more to really say, okay, you know what? I'm committed to playing more Pokemon. I mean, I've kind of lost interest in, in everything else they've offered except for those core games. And I want I don't want to lose interest in that. I enjoy those games and I want to keep enjoying them. Now, a game that we may enjoy uh i a couple weeks back yeah probably not (laughs) a couple weeks back we mentioned that the calculator is making its way to the switch and then it was followed by a xylophone all of this is made by one company i think it's sabok sabik sabik Sabic, they released those two hits (laughs) and now they're coming out with the third. It's a spy alarm. It comes out may 27th for ten dollars. Now this spy alarm works with the very interesting part of the switch that we never actually use and that is the infrared little sensor that's on the joy con which i think is a fascinating bit of technology but it just doesn't seem to get implemented for anything and i don't know you know why but i think that this is really interesting that they're messing around with it and essentially what you're going to do is you take your joy con off and you would set it you know let's say you set it uh at the like by a doorway or something And anytime somebody breaks that infrared tripwire, it's going to send an alarm to the joy to the switch. So it'll say the alarm will go off and it'll have like noises and whatever going on. And it will even track the intruder. So if you put it somewhere and somebody keeps walking back and forth, it'll tell you how many times somebody has tripped your your wire. And while I would never pay $10 for this, of the three things they offer, this is this the is one the coolest. is the coolest. <laughs> yeah. If this was a dollar, I would definitely buy it. Maybe even two, yeah. I would buy it. Because, you know, I was thinking, you know what I would do? I would set this by my hallway so I could track how many times my idiot dog paces when I'm trying to sleep at night. Yeah. So I could just say, get a because it feels like a million. I could be off by, you know, one or two points, but it feels like he walks back and forth a million times while I'm sleeping. And I hear his little nails click clacking all over the place. <laughs> and now I would be able to use the tripwire to have an accurate number. But for $10, I, that's a little steep for me. Maybe I'll wish list this. And then actually when it goes on a, like a drastic sale, I may pick this up just because yeah. I'm interested in it. I think the technology is interesting and I want to play around with it. I used to, you probably don't remember it, but years and years and years ago, they, there was like this whole toy collection for like spies yeah. mm-hmm. and it was spy gear. I think it was called. Yeah, I and, remember seeing commercials for it. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And they had like fingerprint they things. They had like and the it was secret, all, the pen. That yeah, it had all ink, kinds of like things cool to be stuff. a spy, like things that yeah. disappeared. It was all janky crap like probably. Night, night glasses or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it had fingerprint stuff. This made me think of that. Like this is something that would have been built into that spy gear and I would have loved it. And, <laughs> you know, it, so when I saw this, I was like, it's a silly throwaway app. I would never pay $10 for it. But if this but was a buck, cool. it is cool. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, for a dollar or two, maybe $2 tops, I'll buy this because I just want to mess around with it for a few minutes and just see what it can do. Because I just especially, think the tech's neat. Yeah, especially if you want to like, I mean, I don't have kids, but if you wanted to like 
check on your kids, make sure, you know, how many times they're leaving their room at night or something like that. Or if you think your kid's yeah. breaking out, just put a Joy-Con like outside their window. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they leave, you're like, your switch is next to your bed. Don't you dare leave this house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. just, I just looked it up. Apparently spy gear is still a thing. They still make like spy yeah, gear. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember. But it looks like kind of crazy weird toys now. Yeah, I remember at the Scholastic Book Fair. That's a throwback as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have like kits like that that you could buy. And there was a spy one I really wanted. But my mom was like, no, you can only get books. You can only be smart. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This has Couldn't like all kinds of listening stuff. It has a yeah. micro motion alarm. So Ooh. the spy gear apparently is still a thing. It's they don't have a fingerprint kit level. that I can see, but it's yeah, it's just a different level of spying. So this can <laughs> if you are a spy gear collector, you could work this into your collection and and be solving crimes in no time with your switch. <laughs> yeah, with your switch. <laughs> They've released so Savex released one game every week since that calculator came out. I wonder what yeah, the next their, one is going to be. That's they have thing. to keep going on this train, yeah. <laughs> uh jumping back into Pokémon, apparently we've gotten more information of the Pokémon Go Fest for 2021 is going to be taking first actually, you know, before I go into this, if any listeners are still playing this actively, please like let us know. <laughs> I think there's I, a lot of people still playing it. I mean, uh, I'm curious how many of our listeners are still playing this because mm. I mean, I see people outside from time to time doing their thing and it's very clear they're playing Pokemon. What else would they be doing? I don't know. I, I'm just curious how many of our actual listeners are interested in this still. Uh, so it's taking place from July 17th and July, um, sorry, yes, July 17th and 18th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. your local time. So it's not like Eastern time or anything like that. You will need a ticket to participate. And you can purchase purchase it right now from the Pokemon Go shop for five US dollars. Hmm. And you can't use Pokecoins to buy it. You have to use like actual money, apparently. <laughs> um, so Saturday's events on the 17th, there's there's three big things happening. There's a special research story where you are the event director of a music festival. You have to pick between, I think it's two or three Pokemon to join your musical group and then you help professor willow put on the best concert possible and depending on whatever pokemon you choose the music will change during the event for you um the next is the global challenge arena which offers uh different collaboration challenges each hour and when you complete those challenges you will get a special bonus for the remainder of that hour they're also going to have four themed habitats that will feature on an hourly rotation and there's four of them there's a jungle desert mountain ocean beach and cave depending on what habitat is happening during that hour certain pokemon will be appearing in the wild for all trainers but ticket holders so if you are actually have the ticket for a pokemon go fest um, you will actually have the opportunity to get other featured pokemon by using incense and you have an increased chance of getting shinies which we all mm. like um, but yeah and each habitat is also going to have a collection challenge too Cool. So lots to do. And then on Sunday, the 18th, all trainers can participate in raids during um, featuring all fan favorite Pokemon from Pokemon. And ticket holders will get an additional 10,000 experience for completing raids that day. And you can also stock up on special raid passes in the in the shop, but they're free if you have a ticket. And then all Pokemon featured on Saturday will also be appearing on Sunday. So that's kind of nice. And then Things that are happening during both of the days for all players, lure modules activated during event hours will last for three hours. I think typically it's an hour, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe it's an hour and a half. I'm not sure. But and also any eggs that are placed in an incubator will require half the usual distance in order for them to hatch. 
So that's cool. it. I wonder if this works out better for them. It must. They probably make more than just having it when it was centralized. I think they used to have it in Chicago, maybe when Pokemon Go Fest was going on. Um, It'll I be wonder- interesting to see if, if things open up, if they do like a hybrid. So they do still have an event where people can go to if they want, but then they also have it open. So if people don't want to travel. I mean, I think it's kind of cool that you can, you know, you could because when I would see it in Chicago, I was always I was always kind of bummed out that I couldn't be a part of it. And but it does seem like maybe it it loses a little bit of the magic because you're not really I mean, maybe you're seeing people locally that are that are out and about still playing Pokemon Go. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the 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 overall like joy of Pokemon Go was seeing how many people were out walking around. And I would imagine going to the fest uh, in person in a central location is probably pretty, pretty cool, but I, I, they probably do really well with this because now you're able to buy it anywhere. You know what I mean? You're getting your ticket for five bucks and be able to play this wherever you are. So I, I'm curious to see, like you said, how many people are still playing it? I know that, what was it as of maybe last year or last couple of months, they came out and mean, they had their best best years ever so like Mm -hmm. they're doing better than ever i just don't see the i don't see people playing it as often anymore maybe you do because you're in a spot where there's a lot of like stuff but where i am i don't see people playing it and it just feels like it's fallen off yeah i don't i don't know i mean i know that i wonder if my aunt is really active in it still last time i visited i think it was two summers ago she was super into it Mm. like more so than i ever was and it was really funny because she's like i don't know 55 that's great though i mean it gets people out moving yeah and she said it was a good excuse for her and her coworkers to go for walks and stuff i'm like yeah it's fantastic so i wonder if she actually i could see her participate like actually getting the ticket and doing all this stuff yeah she was crazy about it and it was it surprised me to be honest with you well, that's, I, I mean, I think if nothing else, even though I don't really play it, I, I still have it on my phone. Occasionally, I'll turn it on just to see if there's anything that's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if nothing else, I mean, that's that's the perk. That's always been the perk of it. It got people out moving. It was exciting to be around everybody that was had this one interest. It got people into Pokemon that never even cared probably about Pokemon. So it worked for them in that way. Because I'm sure some of that, a percentage of that translated over to buying the games Mm -hmm. so i mean it's still fascinating that people are out there doing it i just i'm just curious how many um yeah but yeah pokemon go fest 2021 now we also have two huge announcements that were made during this week it's sonic's 30th anniversary which i've always been a huge fan of sonic so much i i prefer sonic over mario to be honest i always did and when he's i started really cool hedgehog i mean come on yes, hedgehogs much, by themselves are just super cool <laughs> he's a much cooler character i totally. i know you know you could you could debate me you could jump on our dispatch and or shoot me a tweet and debate me on this but sonic is cooler than Fight mario me. i'm saying it i'm saying it. it's, it's stuff, stamped um <laughs> so because of the 30th anniversary they had all kinds of announcements and they came out with the sonic central broadcast stream which essentially is a nintendo uh direct for just sonic and they gave all kinds of crazy announcements now some of the ones that stood out to us are more potentially nintendo related there's there's all kinds of things like they're doing for the anniversary they're doing a live orchestra event showcasing all kinds of music from all of the games over the last 30 years this is june 23rd and if you're interested you can actually watch it for free from home and you get a little 
teaser, a little taste, if you will, during the Summer Game Fest kickoff live, which is June 10th. So June 10th, you can get a little sampling. And if you like what you, what you hear, I should say, not see, but if you like what you hear, you can watch the whole thing for free on the 23rd. Very cool. Now, at beyond that, beyond just music, they did announce that Sonic Colors Ultimate, which is a game, is going to be coming out. It's a remaster of the 2010 platformer. Uh, I never played this, so I'm interested in this. I'm interested in seeing what this is all about. So this comes out September 7th. And if you pre-order it, you will be getting a little baby Sonic keychain, which is cute. Um, and then in addition to Sonic Colors Ultimate, you will also we're we're also getting Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps, which is an animation. It's a, I think a two episode or two part episode that kind of takes place in the world of Sonic Colors. And oh, that must have been the animation that the that we had the rumor about a couple well, months it, back. It could be because I didn't yeah. write it down here, but they mentioned this the Sonic Colors, and they mentioned another animated show. So it could oh, be one okay. or the other. So it seems mm. like there's a ton of it. I would definitely say if you're into Sonic, go check out the Sonic Central. So Bro- Sonic. It's like it's like 12 <laughs> minutes long. It's not crazy yeah. long. And they have a new website out for it's called Sonic 30th 30th.com. And they're going to have all kinds of the 30th anniversary you know, stuff going on there. So check that out. Go to their website. You can get more information. You can watch the 12 minute little thing um, because there was other stuff beyond what we're announcing here. Now, something I'm really interested in is Sonic Origins. This was announced. It's going to be a whole collection. They came out with something kind of like this, I believe, back on the GameCube. So I'm excited to see that we're getting it again on the Switch. It's going to include Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles, as well as Sonic CD. So you're going to get a bunch of games built into this. I've played 1, 2, and Sonic and Knuckles I never played Sonic CD, so I, I'm excited to go back and play these. I like Knuckles as a character. I like Sonic as a character. I like all these games. I'm excited for Sonic Colors. So much Sonic is happening out. And if that wasn't enough, they also teased a new, brand new Sonic game coming out in 2022. I'm excited for that. I have no oh, idea. I, I know nothing about it. They basically pulled a Metroid Prime 4 on us where they just gave us a <laughs> logo. Um but hopefully we will see something. They're saying it's coming next year. So at least we got a date. Uh, yeah, and, let's hope and, it's not a Metroid situation again. <laughs> yeah, really. So I'm excited for this. All kinds of Sonic stuff. Then we got little Sonic cameos happening. They hinted very, very briefly. If you blink, you'll miss it. But it seems like Sonic is going to be in Minecraft, which is very cool. And Sonic is in Two Point Hospital, where if you haven't, what a weird two- collaboration. <laughs> well, Sega makes Two Point Hospital. Um, yeah. So that's why they're sticking in there. But yeah. if you haven't played Two Point Hospital, it's a hospital builder where you're basically curing all kinds of crazy stuff, though. So it it still fits in because like Two Point Hospital has like crazy things that happen in it. So this is just another crazy thing that they're building into it. And you can have like your characters basically wear Sonic costumes or swap them out with Sonic and some of the other like tails and knuckles. Mm-hmm. And then you can have like de- decor built into it. So the way I was picturing it is you could have like a kid's area in a hospital and they have some Sonic stuff, like a statue of him. They showed uh, Sega arcades where Sonic is playing Sega arcades. So you can have that kind of built into your two point hospital. This comes out 
um, on July 22nd, and it will be available in-game for free. So I thought that was really nice. cool. And I think that's all across all of the two-point hospital versions. That's so. cool because it'll just be an update. You don't have to like buy a DLC or anything yeah. for it. Yeah, I like it'll just that. be built in. It'll just be releasing, and you'll have it for free. Yeah, originally, I just knew about the Minecraft thing. So thank you for looking more into I didn't realize it was a, it was a 30th anniversary video. Oh, yeah, it's kind of I a big deal. I just knew it was the Minecraft thing. But yeah, yeah the two-point hospital thing's crazy. People in your hospital get bored very easily, so an arcade is going to be essential, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It, That's it cool. Makes, see, it makes sense. You, now you'll have an arcade sense. for people to play, and you'll have yeah. Sonic walking around saying hi. I know in one of the <laughs> – in the trailer, he's, like, sitting behind a desk. He's working. Um, and then other you ones he's walking around. You can probably hire Sonic. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems really cool. Sonic could be your doctor. Now, if Sonic isn't your thing and celebrating 30 years of Sonic isn't your thing, maybe Dragon Quest is your thing. And on top of 30, we're celebrating 35 years of Dragon Quest. So I've always been a Dragon Quest fan. I've played Dragon Warrior, I should say, because that's what it was here in in the States. It used to be Dragon Warrior. I played Dragon Warrior 2 so much, and I know I've told this story but it was on the NES, and for whatever reason, my cartridge didn't save. It stopped working. So what I would do is I would jam the disc in the the cartridge in there, jam another cartridge in there on top because I always had to push it down for it to actually work. So I had to have two cartridges in to kind of like hold it in place, and I just would not turn off my NES so I could play Dragon Warrior Two. Um, The problem was I had never actually beat it because something always went wrong. The game somehow always turned itself off and I lost all of my saves. Did your grandma turn it off one time? Nana turned it off one time on me. The power went out one time on me. (laughs) Everything was against you finishing this game. I could just never – I never beat the game. And now – Maybe, you know, who knows? So ever since then, I was a fan. I've played several of them. I I can't say that I've played them all, but I have played quite a few of them. And I've always just I I love Dragon Quest. I love like all about it. So through the years, it's it's grown and evolved, but it's always had that core gameplay and it's always been just something special. Well, during the 30th, 5th anniversary, they announced a bunch of stuff. They announced Dragon Quest 10 online version 6 will be starting this year which we didn't get dragon quest 10 online here in the states um they also announced a dragon quest 10 offline which will be coming out and they also said that this won't be coming out in the states so dragon quest 10 is just not meant to be played here apparently who knows maybe that'll change i i don't know um but yeah it isn't here they did (laughs) now this is what excites me they announced an HD 2D remake for Dragon Quest 3. Now, I didn't play Dragon Quest 3 because I couldn't get past Dragon Quest 2, but this looks exactly like the art style of Octopath Traveler or that new Project Triangle strategy that was announced. It looks gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. They did not get a release date, and they didn't say specifically what platforms it's going to be on. That seemed to be a trend with everything they announced. They didn't want to give a date or platform but i'm hoping that this is coming out on the switch um and if they if they're doing this for three they did seem to kind of acknowledge or start to talk about one and two getting the same treatment but somebody with a like a a, like a horn off screen was blowing the horn anytime they got too close 
to discussing something they weren't supposed to. And they, <laughs> they were blowing the horn during that part. So it seems like they didn't want to announce that one and two will be coming out. Now that's what I'm waiting for. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play one, two and three. I don't like, I'm not going to start at three. I want to start at one yeah. with this new style, play two, the one I actually love and want to beat. And then I'll go on to three and then finally finish. Yeah. Two. Now, I know people are probably saying one, two, and three are already on the Switch. Yes, they are. You are you are right. But those are the mobile port version of them, and they are garbage. And I am not wasting my money on those. So <laughs> you can, and you that's fine if you want to play those. But they're not the original versions. They're a mobile You're port version yeah. that's brought over to the Switch, and I do not want to waste my money on that. This looks Makes like sense. a like a wonderful remake of three and i really hope they do this for one and two really really hope (laughs) now in addition to all of that they announced dragon quest treasures which is eric and mia from dragon quest 11 s which is currently on the switch uh that was the one that had the demo that you could play for like 10 hours and then it rolled into the game Uh, yeah i think i played that one i started to yeah, that one yeah. that one looks really good. It, it's funny because as these games have progressed, I've lost it. I don't love the art style of it, and that kind of turns me off a little bit. But Dragon Quest Eleven S is very, very good. People seem to really, really love it. I have yet to pick that one up. I liked the demo quite a bit, but I, I don't. I just don't love the art style, and it seems yeah, it to be like their interest. thing. It didn't yeah. hold my interest, so I didn't. I think I only played like maybe two hours of the demo. I just don't think it's for me. But yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um. So this one follows those <laughs> characters from that game, but it focuses on their childhood and treasure mm-hmm. hunting. Uh, they do say that this is an RPG, but it's nothing at all like the traditional one. So maybe this is something oh. that would interest you because it's yeah. maybe getting I like treasure away. hunting. Yeah, they yeah. did say that this will be getting a worldwide worldwide release. But nice. No platform announced and no date again. Okay. Now, something that has me very, very interested is they got gave us another teaser for Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. This was announced. It's very similar to a Metroid Prime 4 where they just kind of give you the, 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 the logo. Um, but they are saying that players will need to make decisions, which will affect the progression of the game, which I like. That's very similar to a lot of RPG games now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sounds like some of the changes are going to be made to the battle style, which I think is good because you probably didn't love that turn-based battle style like a, yeah, you know, like these favorite. games or like a Final Fantasy used to mm-hmm. have it. Um, and if you've never really played those, I can see that that would be slow and the pacing is kind of slow. <clears throat> but that's always been true to these games. So it kind yeah. of, it seems like they're going in a different direction, which I think is fine. You know, it's it's like we just said with Pokemon, there's time mix to it up. mix it up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. maybe this is the time. They say they are aiming for a world worldwide release, but they, again, no platform released or date. So I'm excited. Tons of Dragon Quest news and tons of Sonic news. Um, all of it, I think, is exciting and I'm sure most people can find at least one thing in both of those that that they want. Yeah, like you were saying, and even with so with Sonic, I mean, Sonic's cool. I never really played many of the games, but I'm excited for the two point hospital thing and the Dragon Quest stuff. Like I said, you know, Dragon Quest 11s. I didn't love the demo, but the treasure hunting, the Dragon Quest treasures. Wow, I said that weird. Dragon Quest treasures. That's really hard to say. (laughs) Um, That sounds really cool. So, yeah, and. I'm excited. I'm not really a fan of those, but sign me up. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, that does it for our news this week. Moving on to the top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Miitopia. In second, we have Among Us. Third is Minecraft. Fourth, Pokemon Snap. Fifth, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Sixth, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Seventh, Cooking Sim... Simulator. I almost said cooking stimulator. <laughs> cooking simulator. Eighth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ninth, Stardew Valley. And tenth, Super Mario 3D World. And then for new games that made it into the top 30, we have in 21st place, we have Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Nice. Um, I have to say, I'm really surprised that Metopia is one. I'll talk about it more later, but the fact that it's in first place. I'm I'm shook, as the kids would say. Mm, as the kids would say. <laughs> the, uh, yep. Well, then we'll get to new releases we're into <laughs> this week. And there's not a lot that I'm interested in this week, which I think is fine because the last handful of weeks we've had There's many, many things yeah. that we've wanted to play. Um, I'm going to let you rip right through these because – there's nothing here that really does it for me. I, I gave maybe yeah. one check out of and I think the that check 30 was like... <laughs> games that came out this week. Yeah, and I think that check was like, yeah, I guess this is the best looking thing yeah, on the list. Yeah, it's the best so of the best. Well. <laughs> yeah. um, so in total, there's three games that I checked. Um, Michael did check one of them too. And they're all kind of chill, puzzle, relaxing games, kind of like Monument Valley kind of style type games. Um so the first one coming out on June 3rd is called Motif for $2.99. It's a, you create a symmetrical motif that matches the one that the game gives you, but you can only make it out of specific pieces. And it does have touch support. Um, that was one of the big things when I was looking at it. I was like, I could not imagine trying to do this with joysticks. Um, so I looked into it. It does have touch support. Not sure how well it would work with those controllers, but um, it looks good for $3, a quick little puzzle game. Um, the next one coming out on June 4th is Tiny Lands. Both me and you checked this one. It's on sale right now for $4.79, normally about $6. This is, again, another relaxing puzzle game. Uh, but it I don't know if you guys another little throwback this week. Um, the highlight magazines, they had these puzzles where it would show two, two scenes, essentially, and you'd have to find out the differences between them. That's basically what this is, but it's a they're these little tiny cute 3D landscapes. So there was one, it was like camping and there was water and a canoe. Beautiful. And they're interactive. So like you can click on certain things and they'll move. Kind of like that game um down in Bermuda that we mm-hmm. played. Uh kind of like that, but a little just the style is I love the style of this game. Um, so I'm definitely gonna be picking this one up actually. And then uh, the last one that I checked was called Nature Matters. This one's a little rougher. I'm not really sure about it um, for $5. But it's a 3D puzzle game where you're spreading nature as a plant spirit. Um, The puzzles themselves are just kind of these 3D blocky, I don't know, blocky platforms. And you basically are nature and you're spreading nature. So every block that you go to, there's plants that emerge. And then there's different mechanics. So if you like go to a key, go to a block with a key on it. Some blocks will lower so then you can actually get to them and spread. So I think that's the goal is just to make as much green as you can. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's that's all that we have checked this week. <laughs> that's it. That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you play in. You have quite a few this time. So yeah, I think I surprised you with my list too, because usually off podcast, we talk about the games we're playing and stuff, but I wanted to kind of hold back a little bit. <laughs> um so obviously wow i'm so close to level 50 uh not obviously not switch related but man world of warcraft is so good Mm -hmm. (laughs) bioshock 2 that i streamed last sunday playing making my way through that 
Um, I also played the Metopia demo, like I mentioned. Um, not for me. Not into it. It. I don't know. It's just it's slow, and then it has this like weird turn based thing. I like the I, the story. The story is really funny. It's like this bad guy steals everyone's faces, and you have to like fight these monsters that have the new faces from these people and give their faces back. Um, I think it's just funny and quirky, but mm-hmm. the execution is like. If they didn't have it be dependent on the me thing, it would have been better, I think. Uh, I, but the I whole, the whole the having thing... to like make make every single character would exhaust me. Like I am not interested in doing that. Well, that's the thing. You don't have to make them. The 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 whole point no, is No, but sometimes you have to. Like if I don't have a bunch of me's on my Switch, I have to go and make one. But what I'm saying things. is that Metopia was this is a basically a one for one recreation of Metopia was on a 3DS and what mm-hmm. happened there you had Street Pass so you had access to all these Mies you don't have that on the Switch so the okay. problem is that's where it falls flat because you're not supposed to I don't think I mean you can make all of them if you wanted but I think the joy and the fun of it was being able to pull in Mies that you had from your friends and seeing your friends in this game with you you know that was that was i think what the initial like fun of this was for somebody like me that doesn't really care about me's i don't want to make me's you know all of the i barely wanted to make my own so making (laughs) you know a dozen me's for this game sounds terrible to me but i would probably have played it and enjoyed it if it was easier to have the me's that my friends have made for themselves and ported them in if it gathered those automatically and just stuck them in there i think i would have had more yeah. enjoyment out of it but they make it so difficult to bring those in like you have to almost get you know an invite you have to basically invite your friend to send the me over so that you can have it in this game and it's just like an extra step if i'm already friends with you just give me the the me don't make me jump through hoops to do it and and it's not even a good rpg it's not you know, like there's just i think you no. for this to be something special for you you have to really enjoy sort of the cutesy me creation aspect of it. And if that's not something that you really care about, then you probably won't like Metopia because I don't think there's a lot to it that's appealing. Yeah, I, I think maybe if like, I don't know, for a kid who's like 8 to 12 years old, maybe. Yeah, maybe children. Maybe bet yeah. more into it. But yeah. yeah, definitely not for me. I'm just so surprised that it's first on the list after playing it. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> um, but the last game I played, I, I started playing yesterday. I finally opened up Hades and started making my way through that. Nice. I feel so powerful <laughs> when I'm playing that game. <laughs> mm. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep pl- kind of playing that here and there. But, yeah. And it was actually really hard to put down because it was I died and I was so close to finishing the section I was in. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 it was like, I don't know. 10 30 i'm like oh i could do it again but no i shouldn't i should probably go to bed because i always do that to myself <laughs> yeah well they they do a great job that was that was the thing i don't love roguelikes but it doesn't feel exactly it doesn't feel like, like a roguelike painful stuff from a roguelike because even when you do die you get cool stuff and you get to upgrade and yeah it's kind of mundane to have to go back and do the same areas over and over again but they're so fun to do, especially when mm-hmm. you get more powerful and you get these new moves. Yeah. That and the story evolves a little bit each time. You yeah. have new conversations. The it's voice like acting is phenomenal. Die. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, Hades is fantastic. I haven't gone back to it in quite a bit, but it. Do you have a weapon that you're favoring right now, or do you still have, only have the one? I have the sword and I have the bow, and I mm. I don't love the bow. I don't love the bow either. Yeah, so I'm sticking with the sword. I just I feel so awesome when I'm mm-hmm. blowing things up. And then I also got the lightning, the the thing from Zeus, where when yeah. I do like a certain thing, like it shoots lightning down, and I just I mess up all those things. Like oh, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is very satisfying yeah. when you keep. It makes me up. miss. It makes me really miss Diablo, though. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I like have so many good memories from playing that during lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it it's so a great, great game. Yeah, I, I mean it's on the Switch, but I just don't want to buy it. I have it on computer, and I have. I want to get like a new one. I don't one. want it yeah. again. Yeah, you know what I mean. A game that I've already played quite a bit. I don't want to play it for the third time on a different platform. Same. So I have that's it on why... Steam, so I could go ahead and play it if I wanted to. But yeah. I kind of just want the new game on my Switch. That, yeah, that's what definitely. I'll hold out for. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully soon we'll have another one. Now, as far as mm-hmm. for me playing, I've been playing a little bit of while, but mostly a lot of Subnautica. I have probably over 20 some hours into the game already. <laughs> um, I have worked on a milestone my, the other day. Yep. I've, I worked on my habitat quite a bit over the last couple of days, and I finally built my Cyclops, which if anybody's played it, they know that there's a lot of material gathering to build the Cyclops. So that is now done. Uh, I'm currently working on the materials to build my prawn suit. And on the the next time I stream it, which probably would have already happened if you're listening to the podcast, is I'm going to be going exploring the alien bases. So during the stream, that's that was the goal. I'm going to it's I'm t- speaking as if it's already happened, even though I haven't done it yet. The goal of the stream <laughs> was might to not actually get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The goal of the stream was to go and look at alien bases you listening to this podcast will know if I did that or not. So I guess I guess we'll do that. <laughs> well, there's um, one thing you did this past week, and I got a clip of it, which was hilarious. So you get out of your mothy, which is the little the yes, little sub, my the first sub you could get. Yeah, your the sea moth is nicknamed mothy. My new one is mothy oh, mark two. Yeah. So every um, time it gets but- destroyed, I'm going to do like a different mark version. So it'll be like mark three, mark four. <laughs> Well, you're spoiling the story. So so you get out of Mothi to repair it because it is in rough shape. The thing's sparking. It's going to explode any second. And you're in the area where there's this thing called the Reaper Leviathan, which is this very, very, very big, bad dragon-looking thing with a spider face. With it, It's nasty and mm-hmm. scary. And your goal was to find it and scan it. Like You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to go scan this thing. We're going to get it done. And so you get out of your mothy. First of all, you can't find the stupid Leviathan anywhere. You think you hear him, but you can't find him. And yeah, so you get out of your mothy. You turn around, and as you're repairing it, it comes out of the darkness. Yeah, it really just, came charging at me. And just destroys mothy. But you got it scanned. I did scan it. And it, it it was relentless. It was oh, it yeah. kept coming after me, and I had to keep alone. I had to keep you know fighting it. So uh, yeah, I got a good I, clip of it. So oh, if nice, anybody's nice. interested, yeah, yeah if anybody it's wants on to our see, if anybody <laughs> wants to see me battling the Leviathan for for Mothy's battling honor. is a strong word to use. <laughs> I battled. It was a battle. Uh, you had a little tiny knife. You're basically poking it with a toothpick is what you were doing. I'm curious if you can kill. I mean, you can kill pretty much everything else. I wonder if you can kill a Leviathan. I don't think you can. 
And I, I was going to say it in the chat, but I was like, no, I don't want to spoil this. <laughs> I want to kill it and mount its head to the Cyclops. That would be very cool. That would be Kind of like the mermaid on, a, yeah. on the front of a ship. Yeah, mount it to the front of the Cyclops. So any other Leviathans will know what they're dealing with. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing. A lot of Subnautica. Really, really enjoying it. Uh, if you if you have any interest in the game at all, feel free to jump over and watch us watch me stream it a little bit so you can get a taste of it. Uh, I've been playing it a lot on stream, but off stream as well because I don't want I I want to get to the next uh, below zero. I want to get to that as well. So that one I will make that. more of an effort to stream all of it. So mm -hmm. I will be doing that through you know the entire length of the game. If there's more like resource ga resource gathering that I could do off stream. But for a lot of it, I'll be just doing that on stream. But okay. this one, it's an older game, so I don't feel a need to stream every minute of it because, I mean, there's a billion streams of people. There's a lot Sonata. of uh, like grinding and, and resource gathering in the game. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the first and, one. In the second one, I don't think it's as bad. No, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that. I don't mind resource resource gathering. It, to me, that's it's therapeutic. It's not really fun to watch. I really enjoy it. it. But it's not fun for people to watch me go around yeah. getting, you know, lithium and almost all kinds running of out of materials air every so, yeah. five minutes um but I, I mean now i don't really run out of air because i've got all the special the beginning though yeah in the very beginning you do run out of air it was stressing me out so much i would actually be yelling at my computer while you're playing be like get air you're gonna run out of air go get air yeah because <laughs> by the time i would type it in chat and you'd see it it would be too late you'd already be dead That's too late yeah <laughs> yeah so some not a great Hades great, Bioshock, all, all these games are great. Not so much Metobia, but everything else is great. Everything else uh, is great. Yeah. If if you are a huge fan of Metobia, you love Metobia, feel free to write us and tell us that we are so crazy for not tell us the joys of Metopia. You can go over to NintendoDispatch.com. You can hit the contact button. You can definitely email us. You can go over to Twitter and add us at dispatch podcast. You can go onto our Discord and and scream at us on our Discord. Over on our Let's website, a there's a link to that and have a conversation <laughs> with us about it. Or you know what? You could do any of that and just chat with us. We will most likely, if you have, if you bring up a good question or a good comment or something we need to talk about, a topic, we will put that in there. We'll give you credit for that. And maybe, maybe who even knows if you're like, like we did last week, if you're somebody like Becca, maybe we'll even have you on the chat with us about it because why not? Why not do that? Um, but feel free to reach out to us in any way, shape, Perform. We love hearing from anybody that's listening. Uh, we do stream, as we've mentioned. It's over at twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. Feel free to watch that at any point. There's at least usually, I would say at for the last couple of months, there's at least one stream a week, um, usually two or three, it seems. So you can feel free to catch up. And we do post all of the archive uh, streams on our YouTube. There's nothing else on the YouTube other than just some archived uh past stream so if you want to catch up on anything we're playing go over there so feel free all kinds of ways to chat about us all kinds of good news this week we're so excited for everything that's coming up and this has been your nintendo dispatch <laughs>